Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scriptural readings for today. Our readings for today are from Tuesday of the 24th week in Ordinary Time. Our reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, this saying is trustworthy. Whoever aspires to the office of bishop desires a noble task. Therefore, a bishop must be irreproachable, married only once, temperate, self-controlled, decent, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not aggressive, but gentle, not contentious, not a lover, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, keeping his children under control with perfect dignity. For if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how can he take care of the church of God? He should not be a recent convert so that he may not become conceited and thus incur the devil's punishment. He must also have a good reputation among outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, the devil's trap. Similarly, deacons must be dignified, not deceitful, not addicted to drink, not greedy for sordid gain, holding fast to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Moreover, they should be tested first. Then, if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. Women, similarly, should be dignified, not slanderers, but temperate and faithful in everything. Deacons may be married only once and must manage their children and their households well. Those, thus, those who serve well as deacons gain good standing and much confidence in their faith in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, I will walk with blameless heart. I will walk with blameless heart. Of mercy and judgment, I will sing to you, O Lord. I will sing praise. I will persevere in the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I will walk with blameless heart. I will walk with blameless heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes any base thing. I will walk with blameless heart. Whoever slanders his neighbor in secret, him will I destroy. The man of haughty eyes and puffed up heart, I will not endure. I will walk with blameless heart. My eyes are upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of integrity shall be in my service. I will walk with blameless heart. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus journeyed to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd accompanied him. As he drew near to the gate of the city, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord, Lord saw her, he was moved with pity for her and said to her, Do not weep. He stepped forward and touched the coffin. At this, the bearers halted, and he said, Young man, I tell you, arise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, exclaiming, A great prophet has arisen in our midst, and God has visited his people. This report about him spread through the whole of Judea and in all the surrounding region. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's gospel could be seen as a precursor to the resurrection promised to all of us through the Lord's sacrifice. That's a valid interpretation and a wonderful thought. But the resurrection of the dead on the last day is only at a time so far removed from now that we can't even conceive when it will be. I think the good news of the raising of the widow's son has more for us than that. The young man was dead and would be buried quickly, according to custom, usually the same day. 
rigor mortis had already set in, and in the Middle Eastern heat, the body had already begun to decay. A man that was once full of life and vigor is not what he once was. What Jesus gives to the widow and her son is not the resurrection that we expect on the last day. Like the risen Jesus, our resurrected bodies will be glorified ones, no longer subject to human limitations. No, Jesus merely restores the man's imperfect humanity, but that in itself is a miracle. A part of his body has already decayed. What is rotten is restored. He is, in a sense, good as new. You may think, well, that's an interesting distinction, but it's still just a nice story. No one I know, including me, is likely to be restored from death to life anytime soon. But I hope you're wrong. You see, I was young once, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'd love for my aches and pains to go away, my metabolism to run a bit faster, for my hair to be thick and curly again, and for the sagging skin and wrinkles to be restored. But there are other parts of me that are dead, or nearly so. I once trusted the wisdom of those in authority, or at least that in the end they would choose to do the right thing. I also once thought that certain people loved me unconditionally, and I took great comfort in what turned out to be untrue. As my innocence decays, I realize how much I want it to be restored. I understand that sin will still exist until the end of time, but the loss of trust I have experienced triggers anxiety and anger that takes away my peace, a peace that you don't realize isn't there until it's gone. Each of us is the widow's son in one way or another, because some part of us has died, even while we still live. Jesus wants to heal us and make us fully human again. But I think that first, perhaps, we have to mourn what is dead, and in our sadness, turn to him and ask. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day, and say a prayer for me. Thank you.